brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right. Check, 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 check. Are we good? You sound good to me. Do I sound good to you? Yeah, you always sound good, dog. I appreciate that. Okay. Every hey, pause. Whoa. Hey, T. Hey. Oh, please. Hola. Hi. Hey, hello. Hey, Phil, hey. Hey, I don't even know if you came to pod today. You got the shit in the background. Bro, I'm here. I'm not even supposed bag. to be cursing <laughs> in the first 10 minutes, according if we ever want to advertise this. So don't first, make me curse the all, first 10 minutes. First of all, I'm here, period. You don't have to worry about yeah, fuck shit. You know I'm here. We're getting no advertisements. Is that really a thing you have? You can't cuss in the it's first like, 10 minutes? I got to do my research again, but I forget. it's been a while since I read it. But yeah, like the big boys, the pros, you'll hear them sometimes say, oh, we got to watch it. I think it's like, the, it's a time frame. And it's based on advertising and shit, apparently. Yeah, fuck that. We're going we gonna to say what the fuck All we're right. Doing. We're back. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome back it's, it's to the Prophetic Podcast. We are back. I see you. Happy New Year. <laughs> How is everybody? I haven't seen y'all in the same room in a long time other yeah. than last weekend, but that doesn't really count just yet. Hold on. How are y'all doing? You first, sir. We haven't seen you in a while. You haven't seen you in a while. How yeah. are you, dude? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real well. Uh, back in the swings of work after the holidays. All right. Um, All right. Yeah, what about T? How you doing, T? Yeah, T, how you doing? That's because you hear headphones are jacked up. You don't hear nothing? You got to adjust it. I don't hear nothing but echo. Excuse us. We had to fix a little technical difficulty. We're going to get this right. We're still learning, but we're going to get it right. Sir. T, you sound good now? Your headphones good? I'm good. I'm good to go 100%. Well, tell us how you've been. Man, I've been good. What's been up, man? I've been blessed, you know, a new year, a new us. We back at it. Yeah. We all three together, so. Yeah, I like it when all three of us together. Apparently, from all the reviews I've been getting, first of all, all the reviews we get, thank you guys so much for listening and rocking with us. We totally appreciate it. But I've been getting that everyone likes when all three of us together to get your perspective in, T's perspective my perspective in conjunction like yeah it's like a trifecta. i think that's i think it's an interesting kind of thing it is it's a super trifecta because we're all again from different backgrounds but similar backgrounds all the south but different versions of the south exactly. new orleans right, version yeah. of the south southern southern dallas what does that mean what is southern, southern? 
Mississippi. I would argue that New Orleans is more is more southern than Columbus, Mississippi. Um, it wasn't. Shout out, say it wasn't New Orleans burning. It was Mississippi burning. Okay. Okay. All That's right. true. See, <laughs> that is true. All right. So Ben, get fill us in before we get started. Let me say rest in peace to Mr. Hall. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was your father. father. Yeah. Yes, and he passed. I didn't meet the man. Yeah. But if he raised you to be the man you are, then I'm pretty sure I would respect him just as much. So oh yeah, dude. He was a fucking so awesome man. Like. If, uh, Whatever you want. First of all, we're here for your support, so we took a little, took the day off. Right. When that, I appreciate we found that. Out. Yeah. Second of all, whatever you want to tell us is cool. Whatever you don't want to tell us is cool. But you you rock out however you want. It's just you. So. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate the opportunity to come and kind of like talk about it. Um, first off, uh, losing a parent is a trip. I don't know if, if any of you guys lost a parent. Uh, not he's alive, but I lost him. I I got gotcha. you. I did lose my stepdad. Yeah. But my real dad. Gotcha. You know, so yeah, yeah I haven't lost nobody. So okay. I, you know, not a parent. So so the thing with my dad is that uh, he had a long uh, terminal illness, and so he had. Uh, May I ask what it was? Yeah, so he had um, strokes uh, throughout. It, definitely in the last twenty years of his life since I've been around, um, but def uh, but probably before he just had like a genetic propensity for strokes. Um, he so he wasn't like a smoker or anything like no, that? No, I mean, he smoked cigarettes probably for maybe 10, 15 years. So yeah, that's probably okay. didn't help. But, uh, but was I, he, by, by all intents and purposes, was he healthy? I yes. Okay. So the all thing right. about him is that he ran 16 marathons throughout his life. Damn, his last I, one he I ran when he was 58. Damn, I ran two 5Ks. I thought I was killing Straight it. up. Dude, Jesus. I used to run I used to run 5Ks with him sometimes as like a kid and I'd be so out of breath. And he like would just be laughing. Yeah, and he was older too. So that's an, he just died. He was 71. So he was an older gentleman. He wasn't young. That's respected, bro. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, like, first of all, as a man, it's hard after 30. You'll find this out. Oh, yeah. Shit gets weird. Like, it's just hard to take care of yourself in general. Is mm-hmm. I don't know what the reason is, but after 30, things just start to slow down a bit. So for him to be running marathons at that age... 58 was his last marathon. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's insane. That's amazing. Uh, and I saw that. I saw him finish that one. But so... Uh, the strokes led, um, he had strokes in a particular region of his brain that dealt with like impulse control, decision-making language, uh, oh, writing okay. the okay. prefrontal cortex and then some other areas. And so he, um, it basically resulted in him having dementia for okay. those last couple of years. So like, oh, so he would like, could right. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, uh, he served in the military for a very long time, flew, in, cool. flew in planes. Uh, and so I, I suspect that maybe some radiation exposure and things like that, yeah. uh, during that time also, it was just a, a bunch of confounding factors yeah, that yeah. like everything in this life is, but, uh, regardless he had dementia in those last couple of years. And he, like since high school, I was telling my mom this, like the first thing I noticed was he would, uh, he was making a grocery list and he was still driving a car at this time. But he was making a grocery list and he was like trying to spell the word ice and he couldn't. And I was oh. like, oh, and I was like 16. And I was like, oh, shit. You like, knew that something was wrong. Right. You used to know what, what it was. Yeah. At that point, and then we knew he had a history of strokes. Like yeah, I, yeah. I've had to call the like paramedics a couple times because he was stroking out or whatever and, That's sad, man. and yeah. stuff like that. Well, I mean, it's sad, but it's made me who I am today. You know, Right, so, right. Made you stronger. Straight up. And yeah. uh, so and then on October 15th of this year, it was his 71st birthday. He fell and broke his hip. And that's the thing. Like, if you guys have an older family member and they fall and break their hip, I've had two or three. I've known of two or three older people who fall and break their hip with preconditions. It can be detrimental. It's almost always detrimental. Because they're such, they're so fragile at that age. Mm -hmm. And even though he was younger, 
because of all the things he had going on, he probably was still fragile at some point, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah so. so the past a year, his dementia has gotten to the point where, like, he's unable to, like, he he would exercise up until the point of that. So he's, did he still have dexterity, though? Not really, no. Motor, okay. Fine motor for, skills were definitely off. For those of you who don't know, dexterity is using your digits, you yep. know, grabbing things, being able to just function normally from day, from day to day, just right. normal everyday activity with your hands, legs, feet, dexterity, being able to... to to use those things. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. Uh, I appreciate that actually. Yeah. Uh, but no, so he, he fell and broke his hip October 15th. And that, that was like, that was when I was the most sad. I was like, oh, okay, like this is real. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not going to be around. Like I knew just from pr- previous experience. And so I kind of started working through it then. But you know what's then, crazy? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. You know what's crazy though? I didn't even see anything like you hold, you held your composure really well. I appreciate it. I see yeah. you quite often. And you didn't, I didn't even know. Like you, I yeah. didn't know till we, 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 I didn't, we don't think we found it the same day. I didn't even right. know. Yeah. Up until that point, bro, you rocked out like, I mean, that's either, I mean, it's strength, but I know it's probably not easy either. Right. I'll get into that. I'll okay. get into that and why okay. I did that. But, okay. Um, okay. and, uh, so Thanksgiving was the most rough. That was the most rough. Cause we're sitting in the memory unit, Alzheimer's facility at this rehab place where he's getting rehab for his oh, broken home. I was at home. This was he. No, went, no, no. I mean, like you weren't at. We didn't the, eat Thanksgiving at home. Oh, we I thought it. you see the whole time no. you told me that was about you know him. But yeah, I, I well, thought that was okay. That's because and I'll get into why. Okay. Why okay. I kind of beat around the bush there, but so he, so he um and so we ate it there. He was in a wheelchair. Like I said, he was an athlete his whole life, so yeah. that was rough. Yeah. And he was just completely out of it in those last like, r- and it makes dude like. I can't even begin to describe like he would look at you and like we'd make eye contact just like we're making eye contact here. And then I would move like I would move out of the way and he would just keep looking. And I was like, oh, like, like he's barely he's barely plugged in yeah. to like reality right yeah. now. Shit. But then yeah. he would say shit to me, too. He'd be like, how like he knew who I was. He'd, he said uh, he'd be like, how are you? And I would tell him he could say like yes or no, even though it sometimes didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but like I said, all of that was kind of building up over the years. And, um, and then he died the 15th of December and I was, uh, genotyping FAP 189. And, uh, when the one that that I still can't get right. No, that's, uh, no, it's not 189. No, it's 187. I'm sorry. 187 was when I was done. I just told him myself. (laughs) No, you're good. Uh, (laughs) facts of proteins. We work at work because flagellar associated proteins. We're just nerds. So just ignore all that. Ignore (laughs) that. Uh, but, and so actually my mom called me and was like, Hey, you need to come home. Like yeah. he's, he's not looking good. This was the, the, that was the 14th. No, that was the, yeah, that was the 14th of December. That was Tuesday. And so I left. That's when I let you called you. What's up? Actually, I was going to ask you about what you're talking about. Yeah. How was the ride there? Um, From the time you find it, found out until well, the so, time you, you know. So let me, let me finish the story. So, uh, she said that he's like, he probably has until Friday. And so I'm like, okay. And this was five o'clock when she's talking to me or three or four or five o'clock. And so I made the decision. And one thing about dad, you guys might not know, but he did not like driving at night. He was in any time I was driving at night, he would call me and be all pissed. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to hit a deer. You're going to hit a drunk, whatever. Like the old, the old school dad. So you're probably hearing all this stuff in your head. Exactly. And and I made the decision. I was like, I'm not going to go tonight. I'll wait till in the morning to leave. And he died that night at one o'clock. So I couldn't see him off, but but I bet he would have preferred that you didn't drive at night. That's Even with all that too. going on, like and I, it's confirmation bias. Like I can yeah, tell myself yeah, yeah. that. But at the same time, I I think that he would tell me not to go if yeah, he was, if he could yeah, if he yeah. could. But um, what was your question? How was the ride down? Yeah, just what was your mental state? That's what I was not not the ride itself, but just what were you thinking all the way there? So the the honestly the whole since he since he broke his hip, I was kind of like numb. 
Like I was like, I couldn't, I didn't, I wasn't in touch with how I was feeling really. And if I was, it wasn't like, it wasn't like us. I need to drink some water. It wasn't, um, yeah, get your mouth wet. Go ahead. Pause. Pause. God damn it. Pause. I'm telling this man about how I'm grieving the death of my father. <laughs> He's got <laughs> no, that was terrible. Perfect timing. So perfect timing. So sorry. No, 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 you're good. It was funny. It my was bad, funny. My bad, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. It was funny. I hope he would laugh at that though. Oh, yeah, hundred percent would. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know if I told you, but I he just, would fuck with me then. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, he was. He was a. Yeah, he was a. He, well, a lot of my sense of humor I get from him. That's and my cool. mom. Yeah, okay. they're both. They're both. Uh, well, I respect your parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The ride down was okay. okay. It was, and then being there was tough, but it was okay. Like okay. I had gone through grieving already, kind of, and so like I'm kind of in the final stages of like acceptance and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing well, and uh, my mom is doing well. That was the main person I was concerned about in is all she, this. You said she's down there. Is she by herself? Yeah. Not to give away where, you know, where you're from or anything. Well, but. I'll, I'll go ahead. I mean, I'm from a small town uh, west of Corpus Christi. That's not, you don't need an NDA to know this information. Yeah, uh, okay, cool. Uh, and uh, she lives currently in this town called Orange Grove, Texas, population like 3,000, 3,100. And she has friends down there, she man. She has a good support system. <sighs> That's another talk. I don't know. She, I wouldn't say it's good, but she has a support system. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, and I'm in her ear all day, uh, and every day I'll call her and we'll have a conversation or for the most part, it's been kind of quiet recently, but she's been on the road and stuff. So honestly, how are you holding up? Like, how yeah, do man. you feel about everything? Like, how are you taking it? So I can tell you like, not good until, or I'm doing well. Like, honestly, like I'm here to t talk to you guys. I'm not like and if crying. You're, hey, or, if you're not okay, bro, it's okay to be not to well, be okay. The you thing is, I mean? like, is that I'm, I'm kind of confused on the definition of not okay. Cause like I have a, I have a roof over my head. I have people I love around me. Yeah. And but so I'm okay. Mostly and mentally is what we're talking about. Well, see, and I can't, I don't really know to be honest with you. That's okay. Yeah. That, that's actually, that's, that's a form. That's also one form of it too. You don't have to be fine right now. It's okay not to be fine right yeah. now. Well, so you know I, I, mean? I feel happiness. That's good. And uh, I feel joy, and I ha still have, like, a passion to go to work. and like So I feel like I'm doing okay. Like, I'm not, like, right. depressed. I'm not crying on the way home from but work. But you don't feel like you're tucking anything away. You <laughs> See, gotta, it's that's, hard that's because, something you got to yeah. look at for yourself because tucking it away is where – it could start to kind of perforate if that makes well, any see, sense. Well, see, I have a tendency to do that, and that's why psychedelics are so good. Because it, and so I, what I'm telling, what, the reason I'm telling you that is because I might not know until I have an introspective moment like that. Yeah, no, when no, I, no, I get back. what you're saying. Well, well, one thing I'll, I'll chime in on is I come from a city where. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We celebrate death. So yeah. the second you know, line, right? Yeah, like yeah, the second yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me... You know, for me, what I would say is just, you know, think about the good times. Think, Always think about the good times. Always think about the positive. Because when I say celebrate death, you celebrate those good times that you have and that that person's in a, in a better place. Oh, yeah, Because sure. the way he left is not the way you want to remember him, but that's what it was. Right. And now you can celebrate that. He doesn't have to feel that pain anymore. Straight up, he doesn't yeah. have to do all that. So as much as you, you know, may want to, be depressed if that's the word. Mm -hmm. Always remember that he 
taught you so many things that you never gonna forget. Mm -hmm. And that's the things that you have to remember. That's why celebrating life, when you having that drink and you just look up and you just kind of smirk, that's him, you know, remembering something that he told you. And that's how you have to look at it. As long yeah. as you always look at the positive in it, you'll keep going. But everybody, you know, grieves differently, but you know, I think you'll you'll be all right. Man. I appreciate that too, for yeah. real, man. And uh, I appreciate both of y'all's support through the whole yeah. thing. You were real nice to reach out to me and make sure I was all good yeah, throughout bro, the whole I've, thing. I've lost, I've lost my grandfather. I was the last person to see my grandfather die. Mm -hmm. I was the last person to see him before he died. Gotcha. Excuse me. Uh, I was in the room. He waited for me to finish my exams because we were really close. Mm -hmm. And so he waited for me to finish my exams and come to the room. And he had just had a um, a heart valve transplant. But his body didn't. His it, his body received it, didn't reject it. But his body was so fragile at age eighty four, just couldn't recover from it. Yeah. So he was in the heart hospital in Dallas, beautiful hospital overlooking the city, great setup, everything was nice. But and he was taken well, taken care of, but he couldn't sustain the tr the transplant basically. And so he waited for me to show up, and uh, we had a conversation. And you know, he just told me, I, you know, I love you. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. And you know, we talked. And he was in a, on a, he had a BiPAP, which is a mask that goes over your entire face mm. to help you breathe because he was his breath was so shallow, right? Mm. And so I sat and I talked to him and I told everybody get the fuck out, yeah, in the nicest way I could because that was the one thing that we had was conversation. Mm -hmm. We always talked about science and life and drank whiskey. That we just we kicked it like homies, you know what I mean? So I was the last person to see him before he went, and it was tough. And I can tell you from my family because and I know. Where you're from, they celebrate def death differently. In my family, I don't know if it's the suburb. It could be because most black people don't do therapy the way that my family does therapy. They're, a lot of them are into it. Even if we don't all rock on the same page, they subscribe to therapy helps. So I will tell you from my side what's helped me in my life with loss, death, triumph, all that shit. Same thing. Baseline for me is always going to be mental health and therapy. So that's why I said if, it's, if you're not okay, it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. Crystal, shout out to her every single episode. <laughs> she would tell you the same thing. If she was in this room with us, she would tell you it's okay to grieve, it's okay to cry, laugh, scream, yell, smoke if you want to smoke, drink if you want to drink. Don't get obviously off the rails. Right, yeah. But she would tell you that you do what you need to do to to cope for now, grieve, accept, you know, the whole process, the whole hierarchy of or the order of things to you know, to grief. So I would say you'll be fine, bro. Yeah. You know what I, I'm saying? So. I, I feel fine. Like, I feel yeah. good right now. Uh, that being said, I know I do have unconscious tendencies to kind of put things aside and not take them as seriously as I probably should. Um, if you need the resource, if you feel, and this is not something you have to tell me, your T, John, the pod family, none of that. Mm -hmm. Even your girl, you know, no disrespect to her, but even her. Sure, Gabby. If it's something internal hey. that you're feeling that you... Um, may start to put things to the side, hit me up, just say, hey, I need the, I need you, if, if I can get Crystal's number or a resource, mm -hmm. I can send you all kind of resources for that. I appreciate that. I get man. emails from her on these types of th things too, so I can mm -hmm. send you whatever resources I have to help you get through it, because, you know, I want you to right. be hard, man, so. Yeah. I, I, I really do appreciate that. Ooh, look at truly. us bonding on the show, everybody, Jesus. Yeah, and if you ever just want to go out and get fucked up and forget about <laughs> it, then... <laughs> If you want to destroy everything I just told you, <laughs> right? I'll have to do that too. I'll be hey, there I, think, too. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think they can build on one another. Oh, we can tear up, we can and, tear up and do therapy all yeah. in the same building. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, though, it's just making sure that you're just good, man. Yeah. Because yeah. life is a bitch, you know. For and sure. You just, you know, the thing is, like, 
we all basically living to die. So we all know like one day our mom's going to go, our cousins, stuff like that. So And then we are. Yeah, and then and we then are too. We so are. it's kind of like I'm it's so just. I'm sorry. We were just getting sadder enjoying and sadder that time. And sadder. That's not but sad, it's man. Not, I, I'm with T on the celebration of death. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm yeah, with you. Most people are not with me. I lost a lot it's of okay. friends. Yeah. You just got to celebrate the time you had with them and just keep it moving. So for, And right now, I mean, even the time we're sharing right now between us three, we never know when one of us is going to go. How about the. God damn. I mean, I'm just saying that's, fat, but that's why, like, that's why it's so important to be uh, grateful. We and, hope uh, to be with you for five million episodes, actually. But if that doesn't million? happen, why not? I don't think the math checks out on the on million. If we shot one every day for like the rest of our lives. Three hundred sixty-five. We shot two every day. For Multiply three hundred sixty-five. We shot three years. every day plus a Patreon <laughs> for the rest of our lives, and then we did like a SoundCloud and some live shows. So we basically going to do everything right here. We're just not going to even get off the air. Oh, we, we can just travel and do it. We can pot in Dubai or New York or eat piece, eat piss and shit right here. Right. Yeah. Just I was going to eat. I was just going to pot, bro. I'm just going to eat this pot shit all day. I think you got two weeks. And then I'm tapping, and then tapping you're out of here. Yeah, you're out of here. No, speaking of us kicking it, how about Saturday? How was that? Friday, right? Friday or Saturday? What day did we go Friday. out? Friday. Friday. It was fun, man. Deep Ellen's a dope spot. Shout I'm glad I went out, out with you. to the general manager, Isaac. He was secure, at, or he was a bartender. At Off the Record. He also is general manager. Oh, cool. I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, oh, at off, that yeah, yeah. At Off the Record. Thank yeah. you for hosting us and having us, and that was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. You made the shit really cool. It wasn't too crazy. It was early. It was happy hour time, but still, like, we just appreciated the hospitality. He was a good dude. Yes, yeah. He was cool. It they had cool. dope records, too, as far yeah. as I know. Nothing I recognize, but, like, yeah, it seemed yeah. like... It, so this place is actually dope. It's in Deep Ellum, which is Dallas, for those of you who don't know where we're from with this pod, but in Deep Ellum is kind of an old historic part of Dallas where there's bars and clubs, used to be a lot of concerts, places like Trees down there, the, uh, the Doors down there. There's a bunch of older venues that have been there forever. But uh, Off the Record kind of sits in between these these old venues, and it's just a really cool little niche kickback bar that we found, I think, what, you suggested? Yeah, I suggested. Because you, what did I suggest? You suggested some shit downtown. Frankie's downtown. Yeah. Hey. Nothing's wrong with Frankie, but we just wasn't what? trying to go through the crowd. It was the parking? So it was all, it was, every, it's downtown. Speaking of parking, it's the just parking downtown. lot, dude. I pulled up. Tried to hustle me out of 10 bucks. Shout out, Oh, though. he got me hey. for, they got me he for 17. They got me for a whole Bro. 17. I pulled up, right? The dude is out there telling somebody, hey, yo, if you don't pay next time, get the fuck out of my parking lot. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I said, damn, they ain't got aggressive down here. Shit, the last time I've been there was like three or four years ago. So dude rolled up on me. I'm talking to my girl, and he's just like, hey. Hey, you going to pay? I was like, no, I'm going to pay, bro. Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. trying to wait for Sticking somebody. I'm just car. waiting for someone to pull in the parking lot. Thank Christ or whoever that somebody pulled right in the parking lot. I was like, I don't know them, but thank you. So they pull in. He went to their car. Yo, hey. You go fucking park or whatever. If you go fucking park, you need to pay. Get your ass out. I was like, bro, you're so aggressive. Why are you so with the little fucking flashing little jacket on? Like, so Did I he get out. And he told me the wrong directions, dumbass. Like, he sent me way down the street towards like the homeless people in the 7 Eleven. Like, Man, there was one, no, I got down, there's no bar. I'm like, this brother, this dude doesn't know what One he's thing talking. to remember if you come to Deep Ellum, Everything is self-parked. If somebody said he want to park your car, ask you questions. He didn't even park my shit. Say fuck you. You know, everything <laughs> he didn't is park self-parked. My shit. Like, what is it? Park it, Mobile. Get the it's, park, it's park Mobile app, app park or it's something like that. If you if you like Drew, you might pay seventeen dollars. But first of all, I don't I don't pay that much for the shit. Dude. But nobody can tell you where to fucking park down there. You just park yourself and pay. I think. Period. This is my race brain, not to race us out early in the year, but I think that they charge hella high prices because they know niggas ain't gonna pay that shit and they can join. No, those if numbers. it's a, if it's a 
a Friday or a Saturday to make it traffic. That shit has changed. Well, see, no, you're, not from, not. You're, you're not from Dallas, though. But I've been out here since, since Storm. Since, okay. When was that? What year was that? 05. Okay. Or 08. Okay. Is it 05? 1984, T. I've you seen. wasn't out in Deep Element 1984. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't. I was being born, <laughs> motherfucker. But what I'm saying is, I remember Deep Element from being a kid. From a kid. It used to be nothing but us down there. Primarily, it was a lot of people of color, concerts, things of that nature. It's changed a lot. Yeah. They didn't have all those parking lots to park mobile 17. They didn't have none of that They've been out there for a minute, though, but the thing is, you just have to, if you're from Dallas, you know you're going to park on the street or park on the side there street. There was no deep if sushi you, in Deep Ellum a long time ago. It's been out there, there a couple no, of years, though. No, not not way back then. All these trendy spots. Do you not follow what I'm saying to you? I feel you. Oh, okay. But it's, it's changing it's, the time. It's gentrified. It's changing it's the time. It's been gentrified. Now, don't get me wrong. We still go out there. I'm not saying we don't. But the looks of it and the demographics of it have changed drastically over Shit, the years. Nah, niggas be out there. Oh, I, I gonna, know. So how, how has it changed, though? Has it become more uh, diverse? Uh, it's really diverse. Especially, it is now, yeah. Especially yeah, on Fridays and Saturdays. And it used to not be. It's not that it didn't used to be. The vibe was just totally different. You know what I mean? It felt more street and city back in the day than what it does now. I'm just being honest. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of other shit that you was going on. You said it felt more street and city. They had a lot of clubs that came and went. Yeah, That's the thing about Deep it Ellum. Was okay. It had, especially before COVID and after COVID, it's like a whole different. And then even going back to when I first spot. graduated, like when I started going out there fresh out of high school, it was just a different vibe. Mm. It was concerts. It was a lot of rap clubs. It was a lot of shit like that. Like It was just different, bro. I got you. Okay. It's, it wasn't all these trendy-ass restaurants like Deep Sushi. Mm. You know, big ass yeah, pizza trees slices. Trees, there, but like, see, trees is an old venue though. Yeah, trees is a is a cool venue. It's been that's one of the ones that's been there forever. Mm-hmm. The door has been there forever, but a lot of that stuff is just trendy. It's just, it just popped up. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have seen that. 10, 15 years ago. Okay. Same thing with Lower Greenville. Lower Greenville's gotten gentrified too. Don't know anything about Lower that. Lower Greenville man. never had a Whole Foods. Man, or, uh, never been, man. Bro, Lower Greenville didn't have anywhere in Dallas. Bro, let me tell you this: Lower Greenville didn't have no Whole Foods like that. It had one, but now there's a Trader Joe's and a Whole. You know what happens when Trader Joe's moves in? If Trader, piling in to if the Trader land Joe's the moves in and Taco Cabana moves out in the same block. Well, let's not pretend Taco Cabana is a real Mexican food restaurant. Let's not. I'm, see, I almost said some racist shit. I was going to say who's cooking this But you know what? That's neither here nor there. Let's not even go there. Move forward. But the point is, yeah. the point is, when you start seeing Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and all these trendy street bar restaurants that were never there before, mm-hmm. and then you start seeing it packed at like 7 p.m. And, okay, the tide is changing. Yeah. And then you look at the neighborhoods. But that's the thing, it. though. You go you out there. If you go out there at 7, it's a different crowd than if you be out there at 10 or 11. But what I'm telling you with Lower Greenville, the crowd is exactly the oh, same. Oh, uh, Lower yeah, Greenville it's, it's is gone. a little bit different. I can tell you with Lower Greenville, you there was a time when you probably would have got shot. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Me or anyone? Anybody. Mm. Oh, Sopranos. Yeah, anyone in front of us from Dallas remembers Sopranos. Sopranos was the probably the hoodest club on Lower Greenville back in, I would say, about a decade ago. It wasn't that bad, dude. 12? For Lower Greenville. We're not talking about for New Orleans what you're used to, T. We're talking about people like me from Rowlett where we're used to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Okay, God damn. Okay. Stop okay. comparing shit to New Orleans. Like, it doesn't add up. The closest I can get to New Orleans is Houston and, oh, when was the, the storm? 05, 06. 05, yeah. So 05. I was in Houston when, whenever New Orleans started moving over to Houston because of all the storm shit. So that's about as close as I can get. And I can tell you, from what I saw, that's not low agreeable. I remember people in New Orleans, from New Orleans in Houston shooting up the front of a store. Hey. Like, I'm standing in the parking lot. We're to me and my cousin talking to a chick. Standing in the parking lot, I got to pull her in the truck. He drives over the hill to get away from these people who have a semi-automatic rifle, and they're unloading on the whole parking lot. I mean, Lower look, Greenville never got that we, bad. We're a peaceful city. Get the fuck out of here. We, you know what the beef really was? Peaceful. You know what it was? They had a beef back at the barbershop in New Orleans or some shit like that. I mean, and they we brought do, it to, Okay, so. If we do have issues, we take that shit to the grave. Lower Greenville was never that. All right. Understood. You can still walk cross street, get your taco after the club. Kind of. <laughs> now, you got gourmet tacos and sushi and all kind of wild yeah, shit. Yeah, it's I just mean, different, it's, man. Like, yeah, it's, it has changed. It has it changed. Is very much. I'm glad you it got to dwell with us, though, because you had never even been out like that. I've never been to Deep Ellum. That was my first time in Deep Ellum. Where have you been in Dallas, though? Uh, mostly North Plano. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Frisco, okay. Uh, joints out there. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I did want to ask real quick, Good, if man. I may, and he, you may or may not, you don't feel like you have to answer this question, but do you have a storm story? We vote. I do. I have one. Actually. I do too. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. That's why I wanted to. Yeah. Know. I have. Well, I think we all. I think if you were in this region, you gotta. Have and it's one. also interesting. Like I don't know. I feel like it'll be interesting. You want, me, you want to tell yours? You want me to tell mine? Yours might be worse than mine. Mine is short and sweet. Yeah. We. Not, I mean, there's a lot of stories, bro. It was just because you the were one, there. What's the one you that stands out though? <laughs> Burying the money in the grass. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I gotta think on this. Ooh, you put me on the spot. That's what no, I can't say. I can't say when we when we came out to to Houston and stuff. It was it was a lot of love and it was some hate too. But what part of Houston were you staying in? I was in the south side of Houston. There's no way I didn't see him. With Slim, shout out Slim. No, we stayed in the same side. I stayed on the southwest side. I'm guessing. Yeah, we stayed in the south, and then I stayed That's in the wild. north with uh with Black Randy. Shout out Black Randy. North where? Man, I like Tomball North. Yeah, we was like north. Oh, you're like, oh, you out there with them folks. We was out north. It was like an hour from the north See, to the south. I lived in Houston for three years, and I learned real quick, that's just not where we go. Yeah, <laughs> we was out there, but they had a bunch. It was, a, it was so many New Orleans people from everywhere. You could have went anywhere. I it ain't was, say it was yeah. going to be peaceful where you went. It wasn't. But you could go anywhere, it and it was going to have to be what it is. Mm-mm. But shout out to everybody in Houston. They showed a lot of us love. They were cool, though. They showed a lot of us love. Some cool. of, we had some issues. And yeah. I, just, to be honest, there was only one dude I had an issue with from New Orleans. He pulled a gun on me at work. A gun? Yeah, like that's not really how you handle it. Like a handgun? Yeah, like you don't handle work disputes like that. But it's a different, we, we come from a very you different. You don't have corporate companies? We, we no, work for Sprint, we just, dude. Not even hell? that. It's just we look at things, <laughs> we handle things in a different Corporate policy way. says don't bring firearms to work. To a, new, to a New Orleans nigga, that means fuck what you talking about. I'm going to see you when we get out this bitch. 
But that's just how it was, you know. But you yeah, changed, you know. Guess, you how, guess how long I worked after that? Probably zero days. Probably. Uh, half a day, probably. <laughs> they tried to but, make it. They're like, hey, you know, we think it's probably better. No, no, I agree. No, <laughs> no, you're right. It's best for me to get the fuck up out of here. Yep, you're right. Thank you. Nope, you don't need to fire me. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but gone, shit, man. we learned how to adapt. We did. We learn how to adapt when we move back. Home. I don't think bringing your handgun to work is adapting. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, did once you we figured, his family? Once we figured out the laws, they what got in Texas. Argument over a cell, nigga. Once you figure out the laws <laughs> in Texas, you change that we shit. Really got quick. an argument over the cell of a phone. What about the laws in Texas? Yeah, a lot different. Damn, that I almost lost my life for a cell phone. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It no, wasn't no, worth no, it. nobody. Cre- Nobody? It wasn't oh, worth it. it, it was, no, it wasn't worth it. Moving on, moving on. Another rest in peace, James Intumay. Who is that? Better known by the song Juicy Fruit. Damn, Juicy Fruit? Juicy Fruit? That's a 90s banger, right? No, the original came out probably 80s, late 70s, early that's 80s. The, but that's the Juicy... Uh, that's where, yes, mm, that's where it came from. Okay. He was also a writer, it's producer... But yeah, he passed away. It's kind of sad, man. He oh, yeah. passed away. Uh, who else passed? Bob Saget passed away. Randomly. Betty yeah, White like died. they both. Betty White passed away. Like a yeah. lot of man. It's been. This is only the first two weeks. Year of the Reaper. Oh God, hold on, bro. Don't say I mess like that. Jesus <laughs> that was dark. Christ. Yeah, that, that Betty dark. White shit hit hard because my grandma used to watch Golden Girls. Faithfully, don't put that on your grandma. You still watch it. Shit, I still watch it because hey, it's a great show. I'm not gonna, I don't I, blame that's you. what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not gonna lie. My grandma used to be on that shit. Oh yeah, shout out to Betty. So yeah. Betty, what was it? B. Arthur, yeah. B. Arthur. She's dead too, right? Yeah, all of them gone. So wow. it was the Betty. Whole she was yeah, the whole one. cast. I'm pretty sure. Damn, all sad, man. Well, shout rest but in I mean, peace to them. Yeah, but they lived okay. a good life. We could always True. watch them on TV. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, tell me tell me about uh, no tell me about uh, Mister what was his name James Intumay. Actually, yeah. let me pull him up so I can make sure I get this right. I don't want to misquote. You said Juicy Fruit. Um, was he part of a band? Was he a solo? Name act? is actually James Foreman. Oh okay. He, he was his genre was R and B soul, post disco funk, smooth soul, hip hop, electro, and jazz. Okay. He was a singer, songwriter, multi instrumentalist. Oh wow. Radio personality and record producer. His last name, or his stage name is Etouffee. That was his last name? Boy, if you don't stop, that's New Orleans. Intumay. <laughs> Intumay. <laughs> Etouffee. No, no, it's for Etouffee. I, I heard Etouffee, though. That's uh, why I asked you. hungry. <laughs> Maybe. That might be what it is. <laughs> hungry ass. He lives a funny shit. No, he, he, he lived from 1961 to 2022. That's just, uh, he had a long, long career, man. Long, okay. long career. Some peace, he produced man. a lot of, okay, let me give you, this is one I saw that I like. Let me pull this up real quick. There was one that he composed that you will know, uh, The Closer I Get to You by Roberta Flack. Okay. He wrote that. Wow. Yeah. So he was good. He also wrote songs for Donny Hathaway. Okay. Donny Hathaway is probably one of the most famous Christmas songs around. You, I played it before. You hang on a mistletoe. That one. Okay. Oh, okay I'm not okay, about okay. to sing to y'all. I know y'all probably want me to. That was beautiful. Man. Mm-hmm. We get, hook up some auto-tune? Uh, run that why shit Why you got to run my shit through auto-tune? I right, thought, we I, thought I was wrong. We can put you on a little mixtape. Why? The dream tape. I'm not about to be on a mixtape. Prophetic tape. Yeah. Volume one. Oh, shit. I got volumes. All right. So where do you fellas want to toss it to next? I know you guys have things you want to talk about, too. So before I get started on my long random shit, where do you want to go? I've kind of all laid it out there. I want to talk about Taoism at some point. Okay. Um, but, uh, ready, ready? Well, I feel like... Uh, first of all, I tell, don't even know what that is. T- yeah, tell T and me and the yeah, audience right. what Taoism is, because I'm not that familiar. So, um, and I should 
preface what I'm about to say by saying um, I am claimed to be no expert in Taoism. I have read uh, the book called The Tao Te Chi, which is by Lao Tzu, and it's a— uh, Is that how it's pronounced? Tao Te Chi. Ching. has been saying Tai Chi for fucking— Tao Te Chi—it might, it might be Tai Chi. I didn't know it was Tai—I thought it was Tai yeah, I'm pretty sure it's— t- it's is that the little— Tao— no, 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 oh, it's a okay. book. It's a book. Yeah, forgive us. You can't like see me. I'm over here doing hand karate gestures because that's what I think Tai Chi looks like, and I'm ignorant. Oh, what is okay. Tai Chi? Please help Te me. Tai Ching. <laughs> so it's T-E-C-H-I-N-G. And then there's the I Ching. Tao oh, I'm, I Ching. I'm in the whole wrong practice. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, you're good. Um, so basically what the Tao is, is so you know your concept of God? Both of you have a concept of God, I'm guessing. Yeah. You believe in God, too? Yeah. I believe we're not... He believes in God and this pistol. I know him. Continue. So, <laughs> so what? What the Tao is? What the Tao is is, geez, what the, as I'm talking about the Tao. What the Tao is is uh, is the depersonification of God. So God isn't a person. It's not a self. It's just the Tao, and it's the oneness. Is it like saying God is within all of us? Is it? Is, um, it, is it along those yeah, lines? So, so, oh, so it's uh, God without limits, basically. Oh, so, I got you. And so, and but God don't have limits. Well, it, he's a no limit soldier. I well, thought, I, I, so thought it, I told you. So he, Shout you're saying he got like all of the box constraints, like, and it's like we're not the the uh, greatest creation of God of Are the you Tao. Alluding okay. to that, you could find God within anything. Well, the Tao is everything. Not just a I don't person. know about God. See, I don't want to confuse God and the Tao. I'm just saying that the Tao is all the things you know about God already. Like it's the creator. Oh, it's everything. And okay. but it's not a person. It's, okay. it's no self. And then it's uh, it's like a way of being. And it's the oneness. It's everything, and and uh, and so the and Lao Tzu says uh, the earth is of heaven, heaven is uh, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, the earth is of heaven. Heaven is of the Tao, and the Tao is of itself. So the Tao is like the end all be all. When you go, when you zoom out and look at everything, mm-hmm. that everything is the Tao. So what does the Tao say about death? Um, it doesn't say anything about death. Um, but so but the thing, the thing about the Tao that I've that I've kind of developed in, in my dad dying and in everything happening mm-hmm. the way it has is that things are happening and you, you truly don't have any control over any of it. Like me being here has been another thing too, is to separate like me and I, we've had this conversation. I don't know about it on the pod, but I know you and I have is to separate me from the real thing that is every, cause like Ben is just this body that's sitting here talking to you right now, but there's, an awareness behind Ben that's watching everything go down with Ben. Oh, like a soul. It is like a soul, but it's not Ben's soul. It's kind of like, okay, you remember Power Rangers? But I'm trying to help you give you a visual that a five-year-old can understand. Uh, I'm not saying you're like a five-year-old. I'm saying I'm going to give you a very simplistic visual of what I imagine this to be. Go for it. Remember the Power Rangers when they jumped inside of the big-ass thing that that morphed in like Conjoined with all the other pieces to make this big T Rex looking thing. I ain't watched Power Rangers. Okay, all right. So in the Power Rangers, <laughs> okay, so they get inside of these their individual, let's say capsule or whatever that is a part of this big machine like Voltron or Megatron, or you know what I mean. Okay. So, but each of them is sitting behind the eyes of let's say uh, a, a mechanical pterodactyl, and the thing is flying around, but they're control, but they can see everything that's going on. They're just sitting behind the wheel controlling, but they're not physically outside of it. Does that make any sense? So they can see Sounds everything like that's going on. They're in control, theoretically, but this big-ass thing is also in control. So they're just visually seeing things through the lens of something else, but they're not fully in control. That's how I there imagine it to be. So kind of, yeah. Uh, the, the thing, the, the and that pitfall probably that, sounds nuts. I'm sorry. No, you're good. The pitfall of all of this is that there's no self. 
So the so we keep where the self is an illusion just because we're so I have another metaphor. So think about the ocean, right? You're at the beach, right? Drinking yeah. a Corona, smoking a J. But naked. You're out there chilling. A beautiful naked. day. You got clouds coming. Naked. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. You got clouds rolling in, right? You look at the ocean, you see a wave come, a single wave. You can fix, like, focus on it. That's like you and me. We're like waves. And our, our, our lives are like waves. So they start, they go, they go, they go, and then they end, and that's all there is. So all of this, well, imagine if the wave had a brain and was like, oh, I'm a wave. Look at all the other waves. Wow, it's so beautiful out here. And then it's it reali- and then it can realize that it's about to hit the shore. And it's like, oh, shit, I don't want to hit the shore. I want to keep going forever and ever and ever. It defeats the whole purpose of what a wave is. And it doesn't realize that it's the ocean. Mm, okay. That's, that's kind of like what the power is. be a power ranger is whatever you want to be. I kind of see what you're saying. So you could either be naked of the ocean or a power ranger. That's what we've come to. Oh, one man. of the two. Yeah, one of the two. That was what he was trying to get at the whole time, actually. Right? See? I, We're getting I, deep today. No? I, I, oh, okay. <laughs> no? Okay. Let me ask you a question, actually. Okay. What do you think white culture is? Because I heard you say, I can separate myself from this. from the whenever I was, When you were saying that, just took me there. So I'm just curious. Mm. What do you think it is? Like, how would you put it into words? Um... In order to answer that, I need you to define what white is. If we're going by societal standards, we're going on pigment. So just people that have my pigment? People that reside in the same pigment. What would you say the culture of those people is? I can tell you what the culture is of people that, you know, reside in our pigment, obviously, because we live it. Well, like, would you separate yourself from, like, say, a darker Latino person? Because, like, I, so my girlfriend is actually lighter than I am, and she's Hispanic. So she's Hispanic. Okay, let's go with what the census says that Ben is. Ben, when you check off in the census, it asks you, are you this, this? Excuse me. Excuse me. It asks you where you are, ethnicity. Mm. So people that reside in the same ethnic background, ethnic in the same, I know this is hard for you. Yeah, I'm not trying to fight. Try to put it into context of the simple man. Like, Black guy, white guy, Asian guy. Try to think on that wavelength, which is hard for us to do. I get it because we think at a much higher resolution. I get that. But in the most simple form, what do you think your culture will be? I know that my culture has Afro beats. I know my culture has Southern food, soul food. I know we have athleticism. I know we have, we've created things. We have George Washington Carver. You're we speaking have a, of black culture. Black. I know what black culture is. I can okay. tell you, if I could take you to an HBCU, I can show you black culture encapsulated right there all in mm-hmm. front of you. You're seeing the nuances of hair, style, fashion, lingo, walk, talk, music, everything. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing the smell, the way the people carry themselves, the way they rock their backpack, mm-hmm. the way that they have been brought up, the food choices. I mean, you just see the culture kind of just resonate, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were to look at your culture and say, well, I can attribute my culture to these things, mm-hmm. what do you think it would be? Does that make more sense a little bit? Kind of. Um, it could be I lifestyle. Think what you're, I think be, what you're asking is what Western culture is. Would you think Western culture would be white culture? That's like the closest thing I can approximate to what you're because so if you're okay so we're, if we're just asking about people that look like me say European descent that's fine and non-Spanish that's right fine. okay because yeah. my girlfriend's Spanish and so well, that's what I'm saying whatever it would be on a census bureau like what would you what would they put
<laughs> well, so the, you know, what I'm I know it's not gonna be accurate, but whatever because, gets so you. So whiteness, in that sense, on the Census Bureau, is the is are you not any of these? And then right. if you're not any of those, then you're white. Okay. And so like that's so kind the, of the way the sense. So that's so why like, going going the route that you just said. So European non-Spanish. Well, I'll tell you, and these aren't uh, some of this isn't my words. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I saw this on a video. Someone broke it down. Was one it Doctor Umar Johnson? <laughs> it wasn't Doctor Umar okay. Johnson. Shout out. Uh, no, it wasn't Doctor Umar Johnson. <laughs> he explains white culture very well. Yeah. Um, I don't know how offensive it's not, but I know he explains it. So, uh, <laughs> I think you have different kinds of whites. I don't think there's one white culture that you can tie down. And I think that's like the, ma- what, the MAGAs. I know what your favorite is. The psychedelic yes. whites. So you have the yeah. MAGA. So you, so we'll, we'll do this. So you have the politically left whites and the politically right whites. Okay. That's fair. And then, so on the politically right, um, it's a strong family. Um, sometimes too strong. Just kidding. Um, Ancestrously, that was a joke. Um, That's disgusting. Continue. Strong family, strong work ethic. Um, hidden, uh, not displaying emotions. Um, uh, homogeneity, typically, right? Um, fear of change, right? Oop! Stop right there. That's my favorite one. Yeah. And that brings me to my next question. What if you were in my body? Pause. Shut up, T. That's not what I mean. If you were walking in my shoes, let's go that route. How do you think you would? View, how do you think? Shut up. How do you think you would view white culture from my lens? But you gotta also try to take into account everything that I probably have experienced and have not experienced in the positive right. angle. So, so you're kind of asking me, what is it like to be a coconut? Because I have absolutely no idea, right? I haven't Did walked my own. You just me a fucking coconut? No, I'm saying that being, no, that's not being a black saying. person for me is like also is as alien, perhaps, as being a coconut in some ways. True. And so, but to answer your question. And I'm just trying to get you to think outside the box to try to think what I might think. Because well, so I'm going to get into a conversation I had this morning, this, this afternoon, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to pick your brain on that too. But go ahead. Go ahead. It's difficult for me to answer this because I've kind of transcended the whole white black binary. And so I don't know how, like, I don't view, like, I don't actively walk through. It's not important to me during times of like me identifying myself to be like, I'm a white person. It is when yeah. it comes time to be like understanding white privilege and understanding like, you know, the plight of others. But like in terms of myself maneuvering through society, I'm not like I'm a white person. And yeah, me neither. I mean, I'm trying to even, I'm trying to uh, like <laughs> transcend being Ben at the moment. So like the, whiteness is kind of very low on my radar. See what you think white culture is, and don't hold no shit back. Yeah, let it Pretend fly. Pretend he's not here and tell me what you think white culture well, is. Well, I'm a critic of whites, so I think... Uh, yeah, he's he's a GWP. What does that we, mean? That means good white people. <laughs> good white people as opposed to... Bad B- white people. BWPs? Yeah. Yeah, me, uh, you're a G- um, According to Charlamagne, you're a, good, you're a GWP. You're an ally is what that means. That's not a bad thing. Though. I can't... I don't know. I can't define white culture. I don't know. I guess... See, that's my issue. I, huh? guess that's, I guess that's like if you have German in you or you're from... Uh, do you want me Switzerland to give you or something I, that may be like I that? Am, but what I'm really alluding to? Allude. Sure, because yeah, I don't. You so, got to break it down. When it comes to interacting with us, the cultural norms seem to be afraid of change. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things you highlighted. That's the main thing that I would say is 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 a catalyst to everything. I think white culture has become as it relates to us, our our relationship, mm-hmm. right? So, for instance, I'll give you an example. This morning. I get an email. This is like 6 a.m. I wake up, 
And the email is coming from our respective property where we live saying that, uh, be careful, there was a black guy in the parking lot with a knife and he's six foot, in end quote. If you are of the cultural white that we just explained, if you read that email and you're, let's say, 78 years old, because that's who I encountered to, <laughs> when you read that top of the morning and you walk outside and see me, what are you going to think? Because you know what I had on by accident? They said he had a camouflage, some shit on. I had on green and black this morning. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. By accident. Just unintentionally. But this comes, me having that outfit on comes right after this blanket email mm-hmm. that pretty much didn't give any real description on what we're looking for. Which is what I told them in, the, in my response to that email because I felt like, hey, as a black gentleman living in this neighborhood, that's not the email we want to see at 6 a.m. That's not telling me anything. And when I asked, okay, because she called. She wanted to talk to me about it. She's like, I want to get your perspective on why this email was so disturbing. I said, well, you got to understand what a microaggression is, right? So as soon as you sent that email out this morning, the first thing I encountered was two older white people. The f- one of them, being a woman, watched me all the way to my door to see where I was going. The other one averted me, went around the building. You know where he was parked? Right next to me. So I was like, what are you doing? I was like, mm-hmm. in locking his door. And I, so those are microaggressions. That's mm-hmm. the same as clutching a purse if you don't know what a microaggression is. It's just a nuanced way to let you know I'm basically fucking racist. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You can go by the technical term. But if black dudes walking down the street and you go the other way, mm-hmm. microaggression. Black dudes coming near you, you clutch your purse, microaggression. You know, those are that's, that's those are small ones, but mm-hmm. there's so many of them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I told her, I said, you know, sending that email out really wasn't helpful to the people that look like me that live here. It, make, it makes it a little bit more difficult because we already live amongst people that don't really care for us to be there, mm-hmm. and we're already experiencing these things every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, we may not get together in a group at night and talk about it, but, I mean, you don't have to tell me. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling that and I'm aware, even when I'm not aware, I still see it. I just mm-hmm. kind of ignore it. And so her response was, okay, so how can we make it better? And I said, coded language is important. Words have power. So when you're sending out an email, either send it out with more detail. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, he was this skin tone. He might have had long hair, short hair. You, you, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you say black dude six foot I'm, and I'm five foot, that's subjective. I might see a five foot seven dude and think he's six foot. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. how are you ranging? Like, I don't know. People might gauge it differently. If you are not dealing with people that are really abreast of what microaggressions are and the the current cultural norms, and they're just reading from dumb brain, and they see that email, what's the first thing going to do when they see a black dude? Oh shit, there he is. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, so again, I I hate to interrupt you, but would you feel the same way if it said an Indian gentleman? 
a yes. tall Indian gentleman. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's too blanket because I live around a lot of Indian gentlemen, mm-hmm. a lot actually. And so to put a blanket statement out, and she she agreed with everything I was saying. It wasn't like she disagreed. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to be able to relay it, ba- relay it, relay it back to the person that wrote this email, mm-hmm. which is someone above her. Right. But she totally agreed with it because I'm pretty sure that's not the only phone call she got because of the way she was talking, it seemed like she had probably had this conversation several times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But the email was just very blanket. And when here's the thing that made it kind of worse for me is when I asked her, I said, "Well, do you know why they chose that those words?" They said, "Oh, that's the police report." And they wanted to only report violent crime. Mm. I said, okay, that's that's actually worse. <laughs> I was like, because now you're telling these dumb people that black people commit violent crime. You're not giving them, like, actually anything to go on. You're just giving them very few words and coded language that kind of resonates with what they've been hearing on Fox News and, mm-hmm. and MSNBC and Instagram. Like, there's already all these things perpetuated every day through every possible orifice that comes in our body, the phone, the computer, the TV, the radio, whatever you listen to and whatever you digest every day is telling you that certain demographics do this, do that, whether whether it be good or bad. They're pumping this shit into you every day. So if they're picking up on the negativity every day and then you pump this email out at 7 a.m., you're not really helping us. Like I was like, it doesn't help. It makes it kind of worse. And she was like, shit. And she was like, I was kind of afraid of that. When I, she said when she saw it, she already was uncomfortable. But by reading my email and her, me breaking it down to her mm-hmm. in detail, she was able to be like, okay, yeah, I'll illustrate it back to them. We shouldn't probably word it that way because mm-hmm. you probably could send the wrong message. I was like, you're sending the wrong message. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not meaning to, but you're kind of disregarding the people that look like me that live here when you send shit like that. So that's why I asked you today, what is white culture? Like, what is... What is the way you view us? What is the way we interact? What is the, you get what I'm saying? Like, what are the cultural norms amongst white people as it relates to how we interact with other, you get what I mean? Yeah, and I can't answer that question because it's different for every person. Uh, Yeah, And and people are brought up differently. Um, I will say, this sounds incredibly taxing on your bandwidth, thinking about these things. Mm. It is. But it's a part of my reality, though, because it do, it didn't even have to be that email. It's just a part of our reality. Those things happen all the time. And you can't – it's whether or not you want to turn it on or off that day. Mm. I don't want that email at 6 a.m. I just mm-hmm. don't. Like, I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I live there. If it, it It's only taxing when it affects things that matter. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes taxing my bandwidth because I do have to walk out the door. I do have well, to. I mean, you know it's I mean? T- like, when I say like you're thinking about it, like it's in course. the back of your head. And yeah, when, you, when yeah. you look, you see people avoiding you or whatever. It's, I feel like I, I don't, I think that the microaggressions that you're experiencing are better to be not experienced. I would say that, but I'd rather say, I wish they just never happened. But what's more likely to happen and what's more likely for you to find peace in that kind of moment? I'm not going to find peace in either one of them, to be quite honest with you, because it's a reality for me. Okay. I don't find peace in that shit at all. Mm-hmm. I don't. And I, I address it because I have a platform to do so. Mm-hmm. And if I can reach people and make them rethink those decisions, then I'm going to do that. So I might be I might be tasked with this in my life. I feel like that's a part of what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I have a voice that resonates, right? Mm-hmm. So if I don't talk about the things that matter, yeah, we can have fun on this podcast and all that, but if I don't talk about things that help people change, mm-hmm. it's called the prophetic podcast, speaking things into existence. So if I don't give people those little gems, mm-hmm. there could be somebody out there that looks like me, you, that experiences these things and doesn't even know it, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps on going. So the idea for me is talking about it is my therapy. Mm-hmm. So maybe it might seem taxing for you, but I can say it probably seems taxing for you because you don't experience it. Mm-hmm. 
You just, I mean, it's not your fault you don't experience it, but you just don't. I can tell you it's not taxing for me. Like, I don't. It shouldn't be, though. Yeah, because you don't, yeah it shouldn't be, though, yeah. because you don't really experience it. I don't mm-hmm. know about you. I don't know if you experience these things, but do you? Hey, so. Come I, on, c- <laughs> I come from New Orleans. We've always had an issue with the, the police and the way white people think. But where I come from, you got Creole people that look white. That's different. So, you know. So for me, I'm 6'3", black with tattoos, bald head, and a big beard. Nine times out of ten, whenever I pull up on you somebody. You just told your whole spec. I mean, that's that's fine because that's <laughs> what you, 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 you literally, number, if you, you literally you, see me, you'll, you'll know it for a T. I'm so glad you got you'll, you'll know it for a T. Did you hear him? He but did I say that, that you. you know but who I, you are. But I say that to say that people always get nervous and, you know, white people always do things and, you know, like, Maybe clutch their purse, but it doesn't. I, I've been this way for so long that it doesn't matter to me because at the end of the day, some of them, that's what their mind was trained to do. Mm-hmm. But when they turn around and they see me or they need to get something else on the shelf and I hand it to them and I'm like, here you go, man. Just because that's how I was taught to say ma'am mm-hmm. and shit. They're kind of like, oh, well, you're nice. And I'm like, yeah. Just or are you I, one of the good ones? So I my brain this way, just goes you know, there, bro. I just... I mean, your brain can go that way because you never know people's true intentions. But if you, if you, this is the thing. If you think about everything somebody who fucking look at you say, you'll drive yourself crazy. Now that I don't, now that I want to make it clear, I don't do that. I said it's only taxing on me when it affects things that actually matter, like where I live. Mm -hmm. Like when I have to walk out my front door or my job or my daughter or our daughter. Like the things that matter, like when I was in school, when it affected my GPA, when it affected my, my route through college. Yeah, things that matter. Yes, I'm going to think about it because those are the things that resonate. I don't care what you look at me like at the gas station or the, you know, shit like that. That doesn't matter. But stuff like that, yeah, yeah, where I got to wake up and le- or where I got to lay my head when that's going out, yeah, I got to be a little bit on high alert because in my mind, the alert only went up when it was us. I can't tell you how many homeless white women I've seen digging through our trash can. I don't ever say shit, but I also don't get no emails about it. I don't get anything saying, oh, make sure you be careful, lock your doors, like, I don't get an email about the white dude that was sleeping on the curb with the bags, like literally in the where everyone walks their kids and dogs sleeping, laid out in the street with a whole bag. I don't get emails about that. So it's more alarming for me when I see, oh, this is when you send the email, because I see this shit happening all day long. But the first time I've ever seen anything attached to anything about something like that was when it literally illustrated that part. And I was like, okay. And she agreed. She didn't disagree. But it's just like, for me, that stuff is always going to be a little bit taxing, yes. Only when it hits home, though. Mm-hmm. That's it. So. I got you, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm I sorry you got to deal with that shit, man. It's bullshit. No, I, I, it, it doesn't make me unhappy, but I enjoy talking about it here because I can get it out. Mm-hmm. And then and other people can relate. Yeah, that, that's what I think we're here for is to really speak to people. Like, we enjoy talking to each other, but we got to realize this thing travels, this thing meaning this voice that we have, your voice, my voice is, collectively all three of ours, travel a lot further than we can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It travels in infamy. So, like, whatever we say, whatever we put out there, if we're helping some people with it, I'm going to always be about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to see that, man. Anyways, moving on to more comfortable conversations. What do you think about HBCUs? Actually, ask T, yeah. Yeah, let me ask you. What? When I think about them? Yeah. Would I you send your daughter to one? Oh, this is going to be fun. I mean, I would if she wanted to go to one. I'm asking because I'm seeing, like, I'm seeing a rise in attendance at HBCUs. I don't, I, don't, I can't say it's all Dion, but there's a big, strong push to get more people 
to go to HBCUs. We were just actually talking about this recently, Brandon and I, about when our kids get old enough to take that trip, like, you know, the college trip. We just want to go to HBCUs, bro. Like, from my experience in both, I kind of prefer it. No offense to any other institution I went to. I just preferred it, man. I don't know. I just felt at home. There's something about when you step on campus the first day, and it's just... There's a few of you, and usually the few of you that are there, Ben, are super fucking cool. <laughs> but it's just us. The good like, ones. Yeah, like, when you've never seen that, because you grew up around us all your life, right? Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. I had my intermittent phases where I, it was us, then it was suburbs. and You know, so I had both. I feel When you. I stepped on campus and saw just every version of, of myself, I was like, God, that shit is crazy. You got the nerdy group in the band, and then the, the frats, the sororities, you got the football team, but... It looks, it's just everybody, bro. You got the business dudes in the little suits. You got the pharmacists with the jackets on. Like, I was like, whoa, that's that's dope. I've never seen that many successful black people in one space. It's just wild. So me seeing, like, Dion go coach at Jackson State was super exciting. Um, you don't think it's going to be a rise. I think it's going to be become commonplace. I really do. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say I don't think it's going to be a rise. I think we just have to see how it's going to go. Because hap- it happened with one player, and I hope other players but what follow happened with that like, one player, though, that, they got I mean, the, They got top in draft choice. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's over a, it's everybody. A, listen to me. It's a beautiful thing. I think it's a, I think it's beautiful. I just want to see if other people will fall in line with it. I think it's beautiful for the communities around the school, too, though. Oh, yeah. Anytime because it's anytime an injection. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Anytime they can get recognition and you got more people going, I would definitely let my little girls go. My girls are mixed, but at the end of the day, they still got that New Orleans blood in them. So if they want to go to Xavier, or they want to Shout go to Southern, David. or they want to go to Grambling, or they want to go somewhere Texas else, I'm, I'm, I'm down for them to do that. Texas Southern yeah. or Southern Louisiana? Either one. Texas Southern. Right? Like, it's hey. Southern Louisiana school. That's a school, Drake, right? Drake made a song called Texas Southern. I might have made it up. You got to go Texas Southern, I think you bro. made that up. I made it up. Yeah, Straight up. I could have sworn Southern Louisiana University. It might be. but I'm already tripping. It's okay. Yeah. No, I just think that the neighborhoods are around to get an injection of funding because what they don't get, because I was looking at a quote. So this quote says, altogether, the 10 largest HBCU endowments in 2020 totaled $2 billion, compared to $200 billion across the top 10 predominantly white endowments. In other words, mo- and this came from Newsweek, I believe, but in other words, white schools typically get more funding, meaning the neighborhoods around them probably get more more of an injection of commerce, meaning there's more people going to restaurants, there's more people supporting a school, everyone feels like they're part of Roll Tide, everyone feels like they're part of Norman, Oklahoma, Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, Bryan College Station, I mean, I could go, the list goes on and on, anything. Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, like, you, you see what that looks like when the town is bought in mm-hmm. to the whole institution, but that institution has to be putting funding out, or getting funding to be able to do something like that. So when you go to a yeah. town where HBCU is, you don't see the flags waving or the little sticker that said, I went there because most people probably didn't go to college around there. Unfortunately, it's like that in these neighborhoods where they stick these schools. So I think it's important. I mean, Xavier was, Xavier University. Yeah, all of them. I'm not going to knock all but of them. But you said, you know, you know but like, like I grew up was different, but I feel yeah, yeah, like when you drive into, I don't know, UT, you feel it. When you drive into tech, you feel it. When you drive I, into I know what you're Stillwater, but that's you know, the only you know little, but, but like, in those little cities, that's the only real college they got, right? It is. But even still, like, okay, I'll give you an example, like U of H. Even though U of H is okay. in Houston, around the neighborhood, you can still feel U of H. If you're at TSU, when you're around the neighborhood, I don't know what it's like now, but when I was there, it didn't feel like I was at a big school or institution that was getting funded. Like, the campus didn't feel that way. 
the aesthetic didn't feel. It just didn't feel yeah. that way. They've done a lot of work. Thank God they have. But most of those schools, like Grambling, when I dropped my cousin off at Grambling, it didn't feel like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like I was like, Grambling. it just didn't feel like anyone really was putting anything into it. And that's not their fault. But I'm happy people like Dion are there now, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It brings yeah. more attention to it. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a good thing. And I hope that... It keeps going and it and it rises and we'll we'll see. I hope it I hope it just keeps going. You know, I'm, I'm, like? Sorry. nobody knows. What was tech like? I actually wanted to ask you that. I never have asked you that. Well, we kind of talked about it here and there. But yeah, I kind of lived a interesting existence at tech. I didn't really go out much. Um, stayed in the apartment. I was in the biochemistry college, so like. There wasn't like a lot of. Oh, they were getting crazy. No, they weren't getting oh, crazy okay. at they all. Getting they crazy. were not getting crazy at all. Okay. But um, it was dope, bro. I was part of the uh, BSA, the Black Student Association. They had a really strong chapter there. Did you notice? Um, the BSA. What, what, I was part no, of it just for freshman year. I don't want to front like I was for four years or anything. No, but. no, you can own that because I can't count how many white people I've seen in BSA on one hand. I can't. There was that's two of us in that, that, chat, in that yeah, chapter. That's awesome, though. And uh, I met some really cool people there. Shout out Brandon. Shout out King Sweat. Shout out, I'm trying to think of all the other Brandon people. Mark? Martin? No, Brandon. Oh. <laughs> I forgot his last name. Shout out Becky. That boy be everywhere. <laughs> and then they had the Student Government Association that was fairly diverse. Yeah. We had our first black student government president while I was there. Um, his name was Sean. Bahir ran that year for student government. I was on his. Uh, He's like a his, little Sean King. I wouldn't say that. He was part of BSA. We got our own Sean King, like our little civil rights activist. I think that's uh, a, that's a, uh, what do you call it? We got to put him on the front line. I think that's demeaning to Sean King because I haven't no, really done, I actually, I, I haven't actually really done that no, much shit. that's respectful to you. Okay. Because that dude doesn't have to do anything he does. You ain't have to go join BSA. Mm -hmm. That's pretty commendable, dog. It is. I mean, I'm, if, I mean, I know it wasn't the best experience all the way through. Like, you, you told me a few things about mm -hmm. it. But overall, just the fact that you even joined, that's just unheard of. And so, I, and I, I can credit a lot to my uh, my dorm neighbor was Mark Naikundi. Shout out. What? what run, run that back again. Uh, so it's Naikundi. It's Kenyan. How long did it take you to learn that? Uh, probably in the first. You know me with names, dude. I try to learn everybody's name. Like yeah, real, yeah, yeah, real. yeah, yeah. It took uh, me a while to learn T. And it's actually Niakundi. Yeah, it was hard, huh? Yeah, Travon. Travon. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is it? What is it? Whoa. Travon. Travon. Oh. <laughs> nah, it's none of the above. It's just Travon. Travon. <laughs> I think it's uh, Terrell. Trevion. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go that way. It's Terrell. not Trevion? It's not Trevion? We're going to go with Terrell. I like Terrell. We're going to go with that. Like okay. Owens? I guess, whatever you want. Right, is it Terrell or Terrell? It's age-old dispute. Terrell is like, that's Terrell. not Terrell, white Texas, people, right? Like, <laughs> that's white people talk. Terrell, Terrell? Texas. Uh, the only thing I know in Terrell, Terrell is the mental institution. I don't know nothing about Terrell, bro. That's not where, I know that's just not where you want to be, but I think Terrell sounds better. Travon. Travantes. Anyways, what else you got, man? Actually, T, let's go to you. Yeah. You've been rather quiet. Let's get you involved, man. What's going on? We, man, have, we just been, went on a tangent over here. I've been listening to y'all. So we could talk about... Um, I know you said you wanted to talk about... Hold on. Let me pull no, it up. No, no, no. I want to talk about... Oh, you're switching it up. Okay. To each one. No, it's, it's one of the topics. Okay. So even to the, to the listeners, what's more important, money or love? That's a trap. Why are you pointing at me first? It's not a trap. Because I was talking all goddamn episode, I feel like. You answer it first. Go it's ahead. It's not a trap. Oh, I no, think. Uh, love. Okay. Yeah. Love? Why you say love? Because um, you can live without money. Can you? 
Ooh, now we get a you can live, you can live without money if you want to stay off the grid and not really you can have be a shit. Homeless, but, like a bomb, you could be a bomb. Not even a bomb if you want to just be one of those. What do you call the people that's just like real natural? And you mean like zero money or like yeah, that's be specific. So you could say money, but like everybody has a certain. When I say money, everybody has a certain way of living that's comfortable for them. Okay, I got you. So can you, it's either love or live that comfortable life. Because mm-hmm. every time you're not going to have both. So would you pick money or love? I pick love. Okay. Just because love has done more for me than money has ever done in my mind. And why would you say that? Because where I come from, it's a little different. I would say money just because at the end of the day, love can't pay the light bill. Mm-hmm. I'm motherfucker can't pay insurance. How how important are, how important is it that you keep the lights on in your house or that your daughter's there? That's a different situation. You have to keep so if, if your daughter's there, mm-hmm. you have to make money to keep the lights on. So say say Earth gets have you ever seen, have you seen Don't Look Up? I don't think so. Okay, it's new. Uh, so say Earth gets hit with an asteroid. Right. Everything goes to shit. Right. There is no more electricity. Right. What's more important? So if the, so if it wasn't so, I would, let me say this: if it wasn't, if if the dollar just became zero, mm-hmm. then of course it's going to be love because you have to make everything go together. But I'm talking about like right now in this day and age that we live in, mm-hmm. 2022, the way shit going mm-hmm. after COVID or during COVID with this new strand, it's more about money because at this point everybody's just trying to survive, like. I don't feel like it's as much love because everybody's trying to survive. Like, no matter if you were at the bottom of the barrel or you drove a Ferrari every fucking day, you're trying to survive. So if you were somebody who also is surviving, it's more so about keeping that lifestyle Mm -hmm. than love. Because if you take money, if you take money out the equation, a lot of relationships that people have wouldn't be. So if it was just just solely off of just love. I think the our uh, divergence here is what is your definition of love? Because I think that might be what's definition of love. I told myself I wasn't gonna do this. My definition hey, of you? my definition of love is just unconditional. Just always be there for you no matter what you do. Like my kids, mm-hmm. that's my definition of love. My kids, my grandma. You know. That's it. Yeah, my kids, my grandma. My titties, my uncles. What'd you say? My titties. That's ain't titties. That's oh, okay. You said your titties. I yeah, titties. I, was, I, I no, thought you said no, that. My I was like, what, you want to tell us something? <laughs> I don't really know what's no, going on. No, that's different. That's so, different. Oh. What, what oh. do you think, Drew? What oh, do you think? Because I think, so for my definition, I think it's a the reason we're disagreeing. Sorry, is I stepped away to use the restroom, so let me jump back in. What's, yeah, the, what's I, the question? I can fill you in. So he's asking what's more important, money or love? And um, he says money, because how are you keeping shit together? You know what I mean? And I say, well, if shit falls apart, what's keeping it together? Like money, money. It, it's such a loaded question, though. It's, it's a really loaded question. And I, th- I think it comes down to definitions, truly, like what he thinks of uh, what he thinks is love. And we I think we definitely have different definitions. Um, but love, what, what is love to you? Yeah. At, in the most simplistic form, it's a feeling I get. OK. Like there's a, an undescri- indescribable feeling I, can exp- I can't explain mm-hmm. at all in any kind of word that I've tried to put into words for money or love mm-hmm. for me it's a feeling I get like I can't describe what that feels like when I see my daughter mm-hmm. it's hard it's so it, I get so elated when I look at her like she smiles back she's mimicking me like it's a feeling that overcomes me mm-hmm. to be quite honest so 
for me, it's just a, it's a feeling. It really is. I don't know how to put it. It's one of those feelings I've always struggled to put into words. I've, I've done pretty well at writing, you know, how I feel down or poems or letters or whatever, but those words still don't suffice for me. Like, it's really just a feeling for me. Like, at the end of the day, it comes down to feel. That's mm-hmm. it, man. So That's interesting. Man. It, so um, are you – see, I, so I, it's been easier for me to think about love like a place. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then if okay. then like something that... And like, Place like, like, give me an example. So like, um, do you know, so like, say you're depressed, right? Mm-hmm. I think depression is more like a place. So like when you're depressed, it's, no matter yeah, what you do, it's place. always yeah. there. Yeah. Right. And yep. then, and you also say you're in love. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that it's a place you always have access to. Um, through memories and feelings and songs and just being aware my guy if you truly love see, your you, life but you also can trigger memories with other things as well hey welcome hello we have, we have guests welcome, that pop folks. Well, we have a lot of guests that pop we do. well hey <laughs> hey we need a well, there's like 20 people here supporting us can we get more so chairs nice. or would you like chairs for now? you can just take cheese chair just take his chair yeah. If you'd like to say hi and introduce yourself, yeah. that'd be cool. Thank you for coming in. Y'all want nice. a shout out to? Hello, I'm Queen Elizabeth. Like the real one? <laughs> Stop playing with me. What's Queen? <laughs> introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Romy Ray. I'm just here to visit. You're just here hey, to Romy. visit? <laughs> okay. We'll just have another. What are y'all doing? We're talking about money or love. What's more important? Money what's, or l- what's more important? Money or love and why? That's a, that's a you got headphones right there too. If you, oh, yeah. you don't yeah. have to put them on, but yeah, you can adjust the mic. Can I hear y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear you both can of adjust, us. You can adjust. Oh, sound? I can't hear y'all. You got Jack in here and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. there you go. Okay. Um, First of all, tell introduce yourself. Tell people what you do. Socials, if you want to do that, you can just. Um, I am Romy Ray. I throw events in Dallas. Hey. And now concerts. <laughs> and we, Sweet. And we pod here. <laughs> okay. Hi. I like, hey. yeah, I like this. Yeah, right. um, you can follow me at Romy Ray, R-O-M-I-I-R-A-E. Yes. And money or love. I feel like money first, love less, maybe. Ooh. Just so you can afford. Two, two to one, bro. Two <laughs> afford one. everything, you know. Just. Yeah. So if, if I can ask, what, what is your uh, definition of love in that case? Hmm. I'm thinking of love, like finding love and settling down. So I feel like money should come first because you're trying to establish yourself. If it happens, then it's fine. But if like it comes down to setting it up, but I would love do money. Physical or is it a feeling? Like feeling. See, that's what I said too. So, do I you love your life? Yeah. So, would you rather not love your life or have all the money in the world? But if you have all the money, can't you fix your life? I don't think so. You can hire a therapist. You could. Hey. And that helped that, that <laughs> help you live your life. Hey. Yeah, it can yeah. help you live your life. So yeah. money could help. Money doesn't rule the world, but it helps the world. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I would definitely, I'm definitely a lover. So I feel like love is important, but I feel like I've done love wrong. So I feel like money might be mm-hmm. where I should be at. Okay. Until love starts making sense. See. But I'm, definitely I'm, love I'm yourself com- I'm first. I'm honestly conflicted on that. I, I, 
they rank pretty high. Money and love. They're the same for me. Money like, and love. I go with love. I gotta go can, with love. They can interchange for me, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Yeah, that's what I say. You can find can, love like, first in the yeah, process of finding money. And build money. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you can find money. And, and then find, find love, love and build love. Yeah. And hope you can find love. Mm-hmm. If you got money like that, you got to hope you can find the right love. But I mean, to see, me I don't it, think you have to find love. I think love's always there. You just have to. Know. You just have to let it let it happen. And but you got to assert yourself to find love. Sometimes no. We you can as, feel love right now just by what, thinking of as your a gentleman. If you don't assert yourself. See, I think we're, it's definitions of love. I'm I think it's you, the, we, have to, we, we do yeah. have to assert ourselves for, for the initial reaction to take place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I don't in- initiate conversation with whoever she may be, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. Because mm-hmm. what's the likelihood she's going to initiate with me? What's the likelihood? Right. Well, see, you're you're talking about love in terms of finding a loving partner. Yeah. We're, I think we're in love right now. No, pause. Whoa. But in the sense that... I love all y'all. In, in, the, in the sense that... Love. I love y'all. Yes. In, yes. in the sense that we're friends. Yeah. I, I genuinely care about you. Yeah, I care. I'm not I in love, love with you, though. I do love you. See, you I would say that, him. That's what I'm saying. I think Am you're I? in love. Yeah. You I gave you a lie the other day. Bro, yeah. No, you're <laughs> you, you are my co-host. You are in love No, you are the show. But you're part of the show. You're part. You my number two. She asked to come. And number two and two. I think we're, I think I think we're residing in love. I think he loves us. We're all in love. I think we're all in love right now. Yeah. You just have to be open and allow yourself to be in love. I feel That's like, what I think. I feel like if we had taken some mushrooms, this would make a lot more sense. Agreed. Okay. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Do I have yeah. mushrooms? Oh. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. Mm. Unfortunately. I'm sorry. Okay. We didn't know we were going to have guests. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We didn't have the, yeah. the treats and the snacks yeah. on this the table yeah. for this is usually just like in case. A, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hop on the mic. Yeah, come on. No, tell For us sure. how you love us, please. I, I got to run off to the restroom, John. Yeah, you got to get on the mic now so you can talk I about how right. you love us. Please, come on down. Well, it's been it's nice to meet us. you. Yeah, he never told me. Anything? Thank you for yeah, inviting people in. I appreciate that. I'm no, I'm happy. So, what do y'all do here? We talk. What do y'all talk about? Literally everything. Actually, today we talked about HBCUs. Today, what else okay. we talked about? We talked about love or money. We talked about family. We talked about race. We talked about microaggressions. What we about race? We got into microaggressions and macroaggressions and white okay. culture. So that was a deep, a deep. Talk. Oh yeah, yeah, it got really, it got interesting today. Yeah, I, I grew up around a lot of white people, so. Me too. It's interesting. It's so very you, interesting. See, see, I didn't. Do I, it. I grew up. I grew up around I'm gonna learn people. you something about really. white people. Some, not enough. I didn't grow up really around white people. You know people. what? I'm not gonna say it was the best thing or the worst thing, but I'm glad it happened so I could know how to navigate them as well. They had That's white the people highly grow. They needed a couple. For what? So you could know them. I mean, we so had, you can know your terrain. But it was real. But I can't say this though. What do you work around? What do you work around now mostly? At your respective job, what do you work around? A lot of white people. Me too. So I if mean, I didn't grow up around them, I, this would be a lot harder. Yeah. I mean, but you got to learn how to you got to learn how to different. turn it on and off. And oh that's yeah, what I no, do. I, could, I work in, in science. You know, so for me, yeah, I can put my little lab coat on, and they Get just a think white I'm voice. yeah, yeah. they think I'm one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when at five o'clock. It's all me. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know I'll I mean? turn my headphones in and like, okay, I'm yes. done. Done yeah. talking for the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. That's how I gotta be, but it's life. So go back to your own question. I wanna know real quick. Money or love? I say money. Because I had to use a restaurant, stepped out. What I why say money? Because he love money. I say money just because so for me it'll probably be love if I didn't have kids, but I got kids, so it's about money. Because yeah. I gotta have money to, to take but care I can of my, see my kids. Someone would say, "Why wouldn't it be more about love if you had kids?" I have a because, daughter now too. Because you could have, I can have all the love in the world for my girls, but if I can't provide for them, what the fuck am I doing? 
Like I'm teaching them real life shit every day. That's love too. But if I can't provide with them for them, what the fuck am I doing? What the what am I doing? Like you're mm-hmm. supposed to provide as a man for your you kids. You could be getting beat up on a tennis court, and then you end up making the Williams sisters because they were broke as shit. Yeah, but I ain't, yeah. I ain't been in no. But I ain't been in no tennis court. I was just saying, like you actually gonna fucking beat me up. So money helped them. Money ended up helping me eventually, but mm. they were they were struggling that whole first part but of it. But they lost the whole sister out there and shit. It was a lot going on, you know. That was what? You remember know, the other you sister they the had? Like, what? You don't remember the other sister they had? I ain't worried about her right now. So but I'm <laughs> saying though, she got, they had like two or three sisters, right? Yeah, one yeah. of them got killed in like, yeah. a drive-by and all like, so that. Why you got to say that? I'm just saying, like, for me, for me, at the end of the day, it'll just be money. So money. Yeah, but I come from a place where the only thing that mattered was money. So. See, I come from Raleigh, Texas. See, Raleigh. That's, see, that's I came from Tyler. Got, see? Yeah, I have family out there. I understand. Yeah. Those places are two two sides of the same coin, really. It's too much going on but out there. But he's from Mississippi. That's not going on. So she said she grew up around a lot of white people, too. So, see? he's. St- I had to I'm stop getting my you. hair braided because it made me feel uncomfortable. Oh, really? Yeah, fuck that. Really? It sounded like Sean Paul when I was getting my hair braided. What was <laughs> did you feel more disrespect because of Sean Paul? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they called you a dude. I don't know. I, I didn't know. I was like, too. wow, okay. Wait, what, All right. what, 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 how old were you when this happened? I was in middle school. I don't see oh, that's it. terrible. I don't see it. I don't see it, though. If you, you, you did, you don't. If you yeah. did, you don't. You just... I don't see it, though. Nah. Like the shit, the straight to the back shits, like the uh, the Trey Song shits. Yes, Monty would, pull, she oh. would bring my hair back to the back when I would go visit her. The, the and I would come back. Shits. She had the bow up. Yes. She had the Cleo. The little extensions. I would think of Cleo. The light mic braids. Remember that? The white girls said Just the white people <laughs> you know, in general. They was uncomfortable. They was uncomfortable. You had the bow wows. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I might. Well, I don't know why I was wearing that hairstyle. I don't either. At honestly. that age, not, I don't really know. Not, I think I it was just know. something simple to the do. Cleo's, you're right. Like, set <laughs> the it Cleo's. Off. And I just was like, oh yeah, I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was Cleo. Not if I was Bow Wow though. You could have kept the, not the Bow Wow. Sean Paul was what did it for me. I was like, okay. Yeah, Sean Paul. That's not the person I was trying to go for at all. I wasn't trying to go for him. I was not trying to go for him. Definitely love. Growing up in a white city is is definitely a. Oh, Euphoria, if y'all have seen that, is definitely yes. on point when it comes down to white people, how they act. I'm telling you. In their own little setting. You know what? This goes yeah, this goes back to my question, what is white culture? That I was asking you, Ben. Let me yeah. ask you, what do you think it is? Because we were trying to, like, narrow it down, and we were, I won't say you were struggling with it, but the answer was, like, kind of unclear for me. So let me see if it matches up. What do you think <laughs> white culture is? What do I think white culture is? From your I'm, experience. I'm not sure. Just... Talking about each other, feeling like they're greater than everybody, um, doing dumb stuff and not feeling like they should take blame for it, um, acting as if we're affecting their lives. They've done it a lot when I was growing up. And just feeling intimidated by us for no reason. Like, I would be just feeling like I was intimidating people for no reason. Like, I wouldn't have friends that were, like... Genuine. Yeah. Because they would just feel and like this we is just, a fashion. I just wanted to know what she yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, feel okay. like we were just. I never want to make you feel like, you know. And then they would always okay, feel like okay. we're just like, you know, it's cool to have a black friend. And that's why I didn't yeah, really. I, I was always I was isolated because it's like, it's not really cool to be yeah. my friend. Like, I don't really care to be your friend that much to feel yeah. like. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely a lot of just trying to impress us and when I was in high school for how no reason. It, how did it help you in your work life as an adult? That was the experience. It's easy to. It's easy to 
went over a white person because because I'm I'm mixed. So I also grew up with white people. So uh, I know how to I win them over. See, I, yeah, see. I know how to win them over because it's easy to talk to them because they just yeah. feel like we're just stupid for some reason and we're not. We're just really smarter than them. But we try to go to their level so they can feel like they're doing something for us. They always feel like they always want to feel like they're doing things for us. And just growing up with them, it's like they just feel like we just don't really have it or we're illiterate. And it just kind of like helped me in work life because it's like, oh, okay. So I feel like we're this way. So let me to be this way so it's I can, like I can get this position. The landmine. So yeah. 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 So it's kind of like easy for me. That's not always my experience at work, but I've experienced a lot of those things though. Like feeling that and feeling inadequate. And I always feel attacked know? for some reason. Like we're just, when we get angry or upset or aggressive, they feel like we're just being aggressive for no reason. It's like, no, you upset me. I'm angry now because you did something. And not because I react a different way than you. Doesn't mean I'm just going off on you for no reason. Do you ever feel like you can be vocal in your job if something like if something goes wrong? Hmm. Man, I don't be can. I just be like keep that same energy <laughs> after five p.m. I can see. I can imagine seeing T yeah, turned up at the job. She gave me this eloquent answer. You said, "I see me after five. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I said, nobody. We can talk ever, about this. Nobody ever really told me nothing because I'm like, if you say it behind my back, they're afraid of you. They'll try you when you're five ten. You gotta be more. You gotta be more welcoming. You're six three. They don't try you. They try me. You gotta be more welcoming. But my thing is like, just keep that same energy. If you don't like me, just say you don't like me. I'd rather you. Tell me, then yeah. it'd be fake and do that shit behind my back. Just bring donuts next time. Donuts and coffee. White people like donuts? I bring it's just carrots. a gesture. I bring carrots to it's a gesture. I'm a Every time I work to State Farm and the white people would bring donuts all the time. I'm like, this is so sweet of you. That's actually kind of true. And no one black on my team would bring donuts. No one Yeah, we would not bring donuts. Like, this is so sweet I'm not doing it. It's all payday. I don't care if it's payday. I just don't I can't afford it. Y'all, there's too many of y'all on this team. They're always glad. They don't get too creative. No, my team would bring spring. It'll be the chocolate joints for me. I don't yeah. like pork like that. Why you keep bringing When that they were doing like chocolate donuts, I'd be like, why'd you do this? Oh, you don't eat chocolate donuts? No. Oh, yeah, me neither. Just bring the regular ones if you want to bring donuts. I actually delicious. love chocolate donuts. I'm I lying. dare you to say no. so. I don't have an issue with chocolate donuts. No. no. You like donuts? You like Oreos. I, I know eat, you. I don't eat all that shit. You'll kill a whole rack I mean, of Oreos. I eat carrots and <laughs> celery <laughs> and drinking smoothies. Oh, okay. Okay. He on his whole shit. Okay. I'm trying to live till I'm old. Shit, I'm serious. I be drinking smoothies, uh, eating carrots, celery, all that shit. I don't be I just drink celery juice down. I, I, I juice my celery now and I drink uh, it. Yeah, I just okay. eat that shit by the stock. Like just, but you still like Oreos. But ranch or no? It's by itself. Okay. Ranch or peanut butter? Okay. Okay, okay. But you gotta. But the thing I've is, I've never had a peanut butter though. I've but the never thing tried is, that as one. you as you that get older, you have to change the way you eat shit. Like you just well, have yeah, of to. course. But you start when you're young though. That's the best room. idea. I don't know. I think I might have you. I'm the oldest nigga in this room. My if birthday, you my birthday head, Friday. Shout out to you. My birthday Friday. Hey, I'm the 14th. Mom, the 14th. Oh, whatever. So I feel like mine overpowers now. Not to be rude, but how old are you? 21. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that shit, so I, I, I went back so fast. I was like, that's a damn yes, lie. What? You know, you know, you know, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's a lie. I know a fish, but that's a lie. Why is it a lie? You start I can't be 21 on my shit. Well, you can. Oh. But I don't believe that. How old are you? <laughs> oh, shit, I'm old. Man. You know how old I'm an 80s baby. 41? Fuck, God damn. No. You said 80s baby? Yeah. yeah you could be baby. like 80, like 80. Like yeah, it could be 80. Oh, 85. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so you're 34? Right Wait. 
Yeah, give me that. About to be thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. I take that. I'm about to turn thirty-five. I take that. You're not. I'm twenty-one, so. I was born eighty-four. You're younger than me. I'm about to turn thirty-eight, so I know you're lying. I'll see you thirty-nine. Yeah. 37 30, 37 36 by the time 37 Nigga old yeah, That's not that old It's old enough How you feel? I feel fine You ready for 37? It is that's what a it monster is. Shit coming from where I'm coming from I'm making it to 37 This is true too This is true too I'm good bro My kid's good I'm not tripping I thank God every morning If the storm wouldn't happen I would have been out of here. Wait, how did you... Let me ask you a question. We were talking about this earlier. How did you get from Houston to Dallas in the storm? I, don't, I didn't catch that part. Oh, when the big storm happened? The flood? No, for, so, uh, for Katrina, for Hurricane oh, Katrina. Oh, Hurricane Katrina. So we will play this because I don't think Slim's going to care, but when we was in Houston, we was living out in Houston, and they kicked in our door because... My partner Slim made a deal what? with this little Hispanic dude. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm from Arizona. He done came out. But they made a deal like on a game and he ended up losing and Slim tried to get his money and the nigga tried okay, to make it seem like John, I'm gonna send you a lot of time edits today when you get this. Yeah, yeah. So he was like he was like, um, he tried to rob him and call the police. And they came to our crib and they like kicked in the door. Like it was like 10 or 12 agents came and kicked in the door. Cause we're from New Asians? Orleans, they in the apartment. So no, not Asians, agents. No, oh, agents. Oh, I was yeah, like, like, what? No, so like, cause we're from New Orleans. That time when the storm came, if you was from New Orleans, they always had like six or eight niggas like. Why? Because we was from New Orleans. What's like, that must have mean? Because y'all close to G County and shit like that, because I feel like G County was a little vicious you over there. the story where I met right. people from New Orleans by way of them it's, shooting it's up just a storefront. We, it's just we have a different After, mentality yeah, so and shit. Yeah, there you go. And yeah. so, like, I was coming out to the parking lot, and they pulled me over. It was, like, three of them. And they told me where I was going. I didn't tell them. And then, so like, hey, we going to go back to the house. And they knocked on the door and kicked it in and went through there and took my cousin and everything. And, yeah. and how did that lead to Dallas? You just ran. So I stayed in there. I stayed in there for yeah. like a. I stayed in there for like a week. And as soon as I got out, I came straight to Dallas on the Greyhound. Okay. Because if right. you had a Louisiana ID, you can go on Greyhound any way you want for free. Oh. I went word. all over this motherfucker. What? I went to Memphis. Oh, that's cool. I went I, to I, fucking I know that. man. No, shit. I never knew that. Still? And if you Today? went to Popeyes, they would they would like pay that for was, your food. That expired though. Popeyes. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, I'm about to say. Wait, what did you say about Popeyes? If Damn. you went to Popeyes and you had like a Louisiana ID, they'll give you food. We ain't had shit. Like we ain't come out here with shit. I had nothing. Damn, I had some. I should have got me out. I had some shit on me that I should. Anyway, we, we ain't had shit. It's so, cool. It's cool. Edit all of that. But yeah, so yeah, that's how we ate. We just wow. showing our idea and they give us some food. So did y'all y'all like feel like y'all wasn't more at home in Houston instead versus Dallas? Because yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know Houston absolutely. got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I got a few friends that's be doing a lot of shit. So, so, but the so thing is, like, it was Houston. so, the problem was, it was so many of us, and they was not ready for that shit. Would you do it Houston so now? I would do Houston. I love Houston. I still love Houston. Oh, I, I love Houston. Houston. Houston is... More than Dallas, honestly. I lived there for like three years. I love But Houston. I can't, you can't see Dallas. You could be, you could be, you could play Anything. and you could work. See, in Houston, it's just all play. Like, Houston is a discipline. You got to have discipline. Shit, it's like a new, it's like. Houston is like where I go to get ratchet. I feel so like. That's what I'm saying. It's like new Houston. Like, I mean, you can get ratchet at is, night, but you can still go to no, work from but 9 to 5. No, Houston, that shit is 24 fucking 7. You got to get ratchet oh, all I know, day. That's why I don't live there I'm just saying. That's you, what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, no, Dallas, I didn't have any discipline. I'm not telling you. Dallas, that cutoff time is 2 a.m. I know. I know. <laughs> Unless you right, go to the after party, it's 4. And Uber starts going up at 2. Were you there for the after hours in Houston? Yeah, I was the I was I the know, I know. We, we could talk about that. What's after hours, Houston? I don't know. Oh, so after two a.m., it just kept going. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they had all these after hour bars where you can go take your own. They used shit. to have them out here in Dallas too. They, yeah, they shut them all down. Yeah, yeah, you can't do it anyway. Anyways, we'll it's wrap just too up. much going on out here. Thank you thank for coming you. by and rocking with us. You are welcome back anytime, friend of the show. So thank you. Thank you so and much for having me. Yeah, giving me a chair. Yeah, <laughs> took your chair. It's, it's warm okay. for you though. Yeah. It's real warm. It's rummy out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice thank to meet you. So you. <laughs> no, we appreciate that. Honestly, straight up. T, send her, t- send her the information so she can. If you want to post it, post it. That's fine. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. We appreciate you. I'll hit you, T. Oh, you, did you get some video footage? Yeah. Oh, I might have to get Hey, see if you can get that. I want to see that. I'm just, if you, if you got us, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah appreciate he it. He gave her the fucked up headphone the whole nine, bro. T- I should have yeah, thought. T- I'm sorry, should've, T just mistreated you with the bad headphones. We should have thrown you on the other mic. This yeah. headphone's all it's fucked him. up. Oh, it's, okay. it's him. Man, she a fucking soldier. Like, you have oh, no yeah. idea. Yeah. Y'all just hey, get would, y'all, would y'all say that she's shy? No. Nah. Shy? No, she wasn't shy at all. No. Shyness is a feeling. Not no, really but behavior. you know what? The mic makes you talk, though. It, it brings, it does bring it out of you. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Yeah. No, no, no. T, is this yours? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank sure. you. I'll be up here soon. All right. Yes. Take thank care. You. Come, nice back, come back by for sure. We are here every other Tuesday. Wait, is this hers? Y'all? That's got to be y'all. Thank very nice folks. Yeah, we're back. Very nice folks. Excuse us, we had to see our guest out. All right, we're back. Fellas, today was cool. It was, truly. Today was probably the most fun we've had here thus far. I mean, I always have fun with y'all, but today was fun. Did we miss anything? I don't think so. Did everybody come up with everything they wanted to come up with? I know I talked about all my stuff. Yeah. Um, what about you, T? T? Man, I think today went great, man. We talked about a lot. All right, so I wrote this little closing sure, monologue on his napkin, so I'm going to try this today. You tell me what you think, okay? Okay. All right. It's, it's a napkin, <clears throat> for real. First of all, thank you all. RIP for you, Ben, for your appreciate dad. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate yes. that. RIP to anyone we lost last year and all the ones we've already lost this year. Draco the Roller. Yeah, Dolph. Everybody, man. So shout out to those people and their families. Always sending peace, love, light, healing energy to people that we've lost Shout out to this year. It's going to be a positive year for us. Hopefully, we can all stay together as long as we possibly can. Nothing happens to us. We stay healthy, whole, happy. So, happy to be with you guys. 2022 should be good. We'll be here every other week. Hopefully, we can get to this, get this thing every week. But y'all just keep listening. You know where to find us on Instagram, The Prophetic Pod. If you want to find us on Twitter, The Prophetic Pod. If you want to find us pretty much everywhere, that's where we're at. So, this should be out mm, probably by tomorrow, Wednesday. Today is Tuesday, so it should be out by Wednesday. Anyways, my closing monologue. You ready? I'm ready. I pray that your pain becomes champagne and your champagne never becomes rain. Y'all keep us in your prayers. We'll see you next time. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, rest in peace to my little cousin, uh, baby Derek Jr. Yeah. Rest in peace. That might be very inappropriate or <laughs> I thought fitting. That's what I don't want to shot. Just let him. Let him know you know. I mean, nah, he was a little young, but yeah. we'll talk about it next yeah. time. I don't want to boo him. I want to give him something fun. And, no? But yeah, you love him, man. Goddamn. Hope my monologue was cool. Tell me about that later. Anyways, thank y'all. Thank Episode you, Episode 5, Prophetic Podcast. We are out. Cheers. Let's go. Bye. Bye.